Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Wednesday, February 1st is brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all the things there is to know in the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, and every now and again, what kind of reefer madness you could find at the dispensaries in Chicago. So much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky, Chicago Reader, ChicagoReader.com, and if you want to help out this program, you can. It's real easy. Just visit ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. That's J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Willie Wilson Wednesday, and here's why. I'll tell you why, because Willie Wilson uh, is in the news. I commented about this last week, but I feel compelled uh, to bring it up again. Uh, Willie Wilson, of course, is running for mayor of the city of Chicago. I believe this is the third mayoral campaign in a row that Willie Wilson is running. He's a self-made millionaire, uh, made a lot of money at McDonald's, and he's got a a medical supply company, doing very well for himself. So congratulations. God bless Willie Wilson. Uh, Willie Wilson is also a Republican, although he doesn't call himself a Republican, but he's acknowledged in the past voting for Donald John Trump for president in 2016, voting for Bruce Rauner for governor in 2014, and I believe 2018 at the moment. It's not clear who he voted for president in 2020. Uh, when Ricky Hennon was on the show, he said that uh, Willie had voted for uh, uh, Biden over Trump. And Ricky Hennon, of course, is a campaign aide uh, to Willie Wilson. Uh, but Willie Wilson is not saying at the moment. Generally, when people won't say who they <laughs> voted for in the 2020 presidential election is because they're embarrassed to admit that they voted for Donald John Trump. That's been my experience with dealing with people. I've never met anyone who is too ashamed to say they voted for Joe Biden. In fact, I've never met anyone who says they're too ashamed that they voted for Hillary Clinton. I'm just saying, if someone comes at and tells you, it's none of your business who I voted for, and that's a private matter, you know that person probably voted for Donald John Trump. <laughs> they don't want to admit it. So anyway, well, everybody knows Willie Wilson is a conservative businessman Republican. All right. In his heart, he's Republican. And when Monroe Anderson was on the show with with, uh, Willie Wilson, my podcast about three years ago, he said it to him right there. We're in the studio. It was your radio show. It it was the radio show. I thought it was. uh, (laughs) That's probably why they fired me. Anyway, (laughs) so Willie Wilson uh, at one of the debates. Uh, went on this riff where he was talking about, um, I don't even, wasn't literally talking about defendants. He was just us talking about suspects or people who the police may believe are responsible uh, for a crime. And he said the police should uh, run them down like rabbits, something like that. Right. Uh, but, uh, was that any, well, yeah. And uh, so yeah. Uh, he was chastised for it. He didn't back down. He repeated it. 
Tucker Carlson brought him on the Tucker Carlson show and said, in his opinion, he he was his preferred candidate. We all know that's a lie. We all know in a million years, Tucker Carlson, well, first of all, he doesn't even live in Chicago. He wouldn't vote for Willie Wilson in a million years. You know if Tucker Carlson lived in Chicago, he'd be voting for Paul Vallis. Who are we kidding? Paul Vallis is the preferred candidate of MAGA in the city of Chicago. He's been endorsed by the Fraternal Order of Police, Johnny Catanzaro, who wears a Donald Trump T-shirt. Catanzaro, the head of Fraternal Order of Police. So stop pretending, MAGA, that you're going to vote for Willie Wilson. But Willie Wilson's been courting MAGA. He's a Republican, whether he admits it or not. So this is Republican ideology. And he's been condemned for this. Here's my problem with the condemnation. And I said this before, I'm going to repeat it. Everybody's condemning Willie Wilson for what Willie Wilson said, even though many of the same people condemning him are like urging policies that amount to the same thing. So Lori Lightfoot spent quite a bit of 2021 into 2022 blasting judges for letting... uh, not having high bail, keeping uh, defendants in prison, in jail, okay? Blaming the judges for the high crime rate. She was CYAing. She was what? CYAing. Cover your ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and in today's cranes, there's a headline. The Lori Lightfoot's trying to figure out who could be the new Ken Griffin from Chicago. Now, let me remind you who the old Ken Griffin was, in case you forgot. Ken Griffin, otherwise known as Kenny G, one of the richest men uh, in the country, definitely, the, I think he was the richest man in the state of Illinois, bankrolled the Republican Party for years and years and years. He bankrolled, he gave a lot of money to Bruce Rauner, and he put up $50 million uh, for a certain uh, gubernatorial candidate uh, in this go-around who got clobbered. And part of the reason he said it was because crime is out of control and that J.B. Pritzker and his criminal justice law have made the streets unsafe uh, and we should bring back bail. We should bring back cash bail and we should start holding people accountable for the crimes they commit, even though we don't even know that they committed the crime. They're just accused of committing a crime, just like Donald Trump's been accused of committing a lot of crimes. But somehow or other, Republicans don't want him held accountable. When it's Donald Trump, they're like, well, you understand in our system, justice. Or, or in another rich white man. Yes, or another rich white man. So they're all signing on to the policies expressed by Willie Wilson in, what is it, Chase Down the Rabbits? Whatever it is. Hunt, hunt them down like hunt rabbits. Them down. Hunt them down like rabbits. Thank you, Monroe. Hunt them down like rabbits. That's their policy. You know what they always say? They go, do what I say, not what I do. In this case, they're doing what Willie says, and then they get mad at Willie for saying it. I just think, I just would like everybody just to take a moment and think, you're all mad at Willie Wilson, and I understand why. Well, but they, you're pursuing they, your they, policy. They see, I, I think you're missing a little nuances here. Go ahead. Oh, Monroe is going to correct me, as he's been known to do from time to time. Go ahead. They will Willie crossed the line. I mean, they, they sure, you know, Mayor Lightfoot has gone all law and order on us. Yeah. Um, yeah Chewy has gone all law, law and order on us. I mean, they're doing that, but but they're doing it within the confines, at least, of of um saying, well, um, 
we need to be a little rougher because the public's upset, et cetera, et cetera. But they aren't saying lock them up, shoot. Willie basically said what Richard J. Daly said yeah. about the rioters. Shoot the maim, shoot the kill, basically. I mean, he didn't say that, but his is the equivalent of that, which is uh, a lot more um, hardcore in terms of law and order. Everybody else is doing a soft sell law and order. Okay, soft sell law and order. You're, you basically agree with me. Listen. Willie Wilson is not confined to the boundaries of acceptable political rhetoric, is what you're saying. Yes. He goes outside the boundaries. Right. And they're condemning him. But right. essentially the policies uh, that he's professing are the ones that our country is moving toward. Uh, and we're on full uh, display. Uh, in well, has moved to, I mean, this has been, this is cyclical. Yeah. We go through this. And, and this is how we got Biden's um, laws back in the nineties, yeah. because at that time crime was 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 soaring. In fact, there was more crime then than there is now in in the early nineties. Uh, and you know, and so it's. I mean, we we go through this whole cycle, and and, and we have crime now, so. We're getting this from everybody. Every, every, everybody's afraid, apparently, except for Brandon and Jamal. <laughs> and Cam Buckner. Let me give a shout out to Cam. Uh, we could, we, and I have to address this. Uh, we were chastised, Monroe, by a listener, and uh, deservedly so. Uh, Julie is her name. Uh, for leading people to conclude uh that well, I said, Brandon, you said they're all crime packages are basically the same. Uh, and I go, Well, Brandon is not uh in Brandon Johnson, the CTU's candidate, Commissioner Brandon Johnson, uh, is not the same as the other law and order types. Well, uh, and then I was I, I should have included Cam Buckner and J. Maul Green in that as well. Uh, you know, uh, and Cam was on the show yesterday. You can listen to him yourself, hear what he had to say on the issue in terms of just like hire more cops, lock them up. You know what I mean? Which is where we're going right now, Monroe, which is, as you said, it's cyclical. Yeah. Uh, so we were we were justifiably chastised uh, for uh, lumping everybody together. Uh, well, mainly I was focused on the uh, the front runners because I didn't know what, what the uh, those at the back of the pack were doing. Like. <laughs> the back of the pack. <laughs> oh, well, by, by I would the way, say Brandon's the front runner. talking at Tyree's funeral right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, Tyree's uh, funeral in Memphis, and uh, so I, all right, so we'll, we'll go. Let's go back to to Willie Wilson. Uh, so do you you believe obviously uh, that he should be condemned condemned for the rhetoric uh, that he's been using? Is that correct? Uh, Willie um, forgot his red cap. <laughs> <laughs> He, you know, it's, you don't, this is a problem. And, and I'm, 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 I'm in the process of writing a column for the tribe about this right now. Mm -hmm. But these, these, these kids in the ghetto, these poor black kids in the ghetto are caught in the middle. 
if, if you know if you're just an average black kid teenager growing up you got to worry about the cops killing you and you got to worry about the gangbanger killing you you have no safe harbor whatsoever and so they you know and and for willie to say that um they ought to be hunting them down like rabbits he knows better jamal was right although Jamal in the forum last night, Jamal shouldn't have um, slapped him with the 70, 70 year plus man, 70 year plus man. Um, but Willie was the son of a sharecropper. He only has an eighth grade education himself. Or, oh, he's a PhD now, he bought it. But anyway, <laughs> but, but 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 anyway, he 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 was not well educated on constitutional laws and rights and what have you. But he knows the mentality that the whole the American police system is built on slavery. The Night Riders—that's how they got started—is is 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 hunting down escaped slaves. And then it became organized to eventually start evolving into police forces and sheriff's departments and what have you. But they've been chasing us since we got here, hunting us down like rabbits. And, and so to take that position, a man who is respectable and in many instances reasonable, Willie is. I, I've known Willie um, for, for 30 years now. But this is a bad, bad position he's taking. Okay, so oh, I'll oh. repeat it, but I'm, I'm going to repeat it yeah. uh, again. Yeah. The position he is taking, as opposed to the rhetoric that he uses, the rhetoric that he uses is offensive, no doubt. Uh, and I wish he would stop using it. But the position he is taking is one that is being championed almost across the board in the country these days as we've moved away from the concern expressed in the aftermath we when i say we i mean society as a collective moved yeah. away from the uh the the concerns expressed right after in the immediate aftermath of uh george floyd's murder in minnesota we moved away from that and now Lori lightfoot condemns a uh, Brandon Johnson, he, I think she even condemned uh, Jesus Garcia. He calls them defunders, defunders. That's like yeah, the rhetoric. That's, yeah, that's political. That's political positioning. You know, that's uh, what. And, and she, what she's okay. What what Mayor Lightfoot is doing is um, she's trying trying to be law and order because she wants to get. Reelected, and she thinks this is going to get her reelected. Because the the reality is that if you watch local TV in Chicago, when 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 I worked for WBBM TV back in the nineties, again we're back to those terrible nineties, violent nineties. Um, WBBM TV had a news director, Bill Applegate, who had had the station do all the crime stories. Our, our philosophy was, if it leads, it bleeds. Sometimes we, if it bleeds, it leads. It's a, sometimes we'd have four or five stories. Listen, there's just, I, I understand what you're saying. 
Okay, well, yeah. okay, well, let me finish saying it. Okay, okay so, go ahead. So everybody's upset about crime today. And so as, as a mayor, she has to look like she's addressing it. She's doing something to try and get re-elected. For example, if you I don't have I don't know if you've been downtown on the Magnificent Mile lately, but there are squad cars positioned all up and down Michigan Avenue, blue lights on. So you definitely know that they are there. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so and and that's just a presence, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing something about this crime situation. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying to this right now. Um, when Brandon Johnson or Cam Buckner or Jay Malgreen <laughs> uh, talk about the need to uh, concentrate on job creation programs, mental health treatment, counseling, uh, intervention. That is it essentially in the spirit of defund the police. That's essentially the spirit. The 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 term defund the police. The term defund the police became a weapon used yes. by MAGA to yes. undercut any effort to rethink policing strategies in uh, our cities. Right. So when I see a Democrat like Lori Lightfoot use defunder as a contemptuous term to undercut the positions of Jay Maul Green, Cam Buckner, Brandon, Brandon Johnson, or any politician willing in any way just to remove him or herself from the confines of what has now become politically acceptable law and order rhetoric that leads to things like opposing the law Britsker's criminal justice law, Robert Peters, I give you a shout out, his criminal justice law that did away with cash bail. I have to propose that. And I have to say okay, that in spirit, you... it's not that much different than what Willie Wilson, unrestrained by any political niceties, is saying when he says, uh, hunt them down like rabbits. Go ahead. Yeah. If you will re recall, if you remember a couple of years when they first used defund the police. I said that was a poor choice of words, but it, it was because I I knew that would happen when they did that. That that the the right wing would jump on that and 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 weaponize it. Yeah, Clyburn, Jim Clyburn said the same thing. That if you don't use that, we don't use that. They used it, and it, uh, it's still being used. But that's that's not what is necessary. It, it should be reform the police. This is what I said back then. This is what's necessary now. Um, and the battle is still going on. You can't say that the, the nation is turned. I mean, Tyree funeral is happening right now. Reverend Al is talking. Kamala finished just finished talking, and. The, the arguments are still being made yeah. to um, teach these people how to better behave, the cops, and punish them when they misbehave. Don't let well, don't let them slide. 
I I feel as though uh, that we have not learned a lesson from George Floyd. We as this collective society have not learned a lesson uh, from George Floyd uh, and uh, Tyree Nichols, the, the murder of Tyree Nichols. I do yeah. not believe we've learned a lesson. I believe that when uh, those murders, things like that happen, uh, we treat them as aberrations. And like uh, there'll be a condemnation no, of that official act, yeah. and then then you'll have you'll go back to business as usual. And now, to me, politically, what's was, going on? So that's you know that's this is the equivalent of what's going on in 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 Ukraine, where the Ukrainians win some battles, the Russians win some battles, but the battle was going on. That that fight is going on right now. That they still they have a bill on the hill right now mm-hmm. that the only reason it hasn't passed is because the Republicans won't accept the idea of holding the individual cops liable where you could sue them. You can sue you can sue the city or you can sue the county or, or in some instances it may get to where you can sue it that the, the Republicans are willing to let you sue the department, the police department, but not the individual cop. And until we get to a point where if um, Joe Blow, copper Joe Blow, goes after somebody and knows that if he does them in, like, like Tyree was, that he will personally be responsible. They can go after his mortgage. I mean, his house, his house, his car. Um, and that will curtail that that behavior greatly when that happens. Uh, well, I have to think about that one. I've uh, we've gone back and forth uh, on that point many times, you and me, down through the years, and yeah. uh, I. You would think that uh, facing the consequence of going to jail, losing your pension, and uh, having your life upended uh, would curtail that activity. And it, uh, and it has to some extent. This, this is why uh, we, we, we have fewer people in the police department because they're upset because they can't just shoot and kill black men at will anymore. They may, they may. I mean, it's a it's a roll of the dice. Sometimes they charge them. Sometimes they get charged. Sometimes they don't. Um, pre 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 uh, George Floyd, they were just cakewalking through the thing. Okay, um, he, he 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 resisted arrest. Yeah. And in fact, with with this Tyree Nichols. They mm-hmm. had they had it already written up that yeah. it, it, it was going to be resisting arrest that he was violent and resisting arrest arrest but then he died yeah no died, yeah, uh, then you yeah. got to see the the the, the videos yeah. wasn't even it wasn't even anything close to that yeah by the way uh, yeah no um, to your point like they thought they would get away with it you right. I mean they just beat the hell out of this guy. Right. Uh, and they had video cameras going. They had their right. own video cameras going. Right. And there's cameras everywhere. That's right. the other thing. 
Like right. we put cameras everywhere supposedly to stop crime. Okay. <laughs> Which doesn't seem to work, but whatever, we got them everywhere. So the cameras in the sky saw right. the beating of T Tyree Nichols. Very, uh, it's a complete contradiction of absolutely everything. And they were saying, as they were beating him, they were saying the things that you're supposed to say uh, to 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 um, uh, to say that they are guilty or something. Right. I get you no. Know, give us your hand. Yeah, get on yeah. the ground. All, all this stuff. You're resisting arrest, and the guy's begging, calling his mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean. It, their words, the words they were actually saying contradicted their actions. Yeah. At that point. And 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 uh I'll tell you what, Monroe, we didn't talk about this uh before we did the show, but um over the weekend on the internet, I mean the internet is crazy. I just in general, I mean, people are themselves weird, okay. Just like I'm what I'm saying is not that is not that uh, uh unique, but just like people when they deal with something that's awful and it is awful that five police officers in uniform beat the hell out of a guy who did nothing. Right. Okay. They just, I mean, literally they just, he got dragged. He stopped at a stop side. He got dragged. Yeah, and they, his car. Just beat, they beat the crap out of him. And so I've said this uh, so many times. I've, I, this, this is a sense I have about human beings in general, but human beings in general, like are always looking for excuses not to feel sympathy or sorry for someone it's just like a human condition and uh yeah you're gonna get a disagreement with me well go ahead. i'll 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 let me finish where i'm at okay. over the internet over the weekend the internet was exploded with uh theories that the police officer that that tyrese was uh dating uh the wives of one of those police officers yeah. and that actually that was related that this beating was related to that. Uh -huh. uh, and people were like, well, I have to reconsider everything I've been thinking. And just let's pause, Monroe. I mean, just this is just my point. Uh, let's say it's true, which I don't believe it was true, but let's just say it was true yeah. that Tyree was dating the wife of yeah. one of our police officers. How does that justify what happened to Tyree? Right. Why would you reconsider everything you've, thinking about this if it's uh like a brutal beat down of a guy because you're jealous you're a jealous spouse and your friends are joining in on your beat down of this guy out of yeah. your jealous rage how is that somehow or other more justifiable in your minds this is how people i'm saying they're like well let me rethink everything ben, 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 ben. My, my 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 dear naive friend <laughs> this is the racist white people saying this stuff. No black people having that conversation. <laughs> it was black people writing this on Twitter. I read it on DLU. On black Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I read it. The only reason I know about it is I saw it on DLU's Instagram. Well, what do you think of this? And I'm like, I think it's crazy. I think it's absolutely crazy to try to justify what happened by saying it was jealous rage the as opposed right, to police hatred white, of black people. The white right wing has an answer for all that stuff. For example, with Paul Pelosi, they're saying that um, he was 
this was the, he was he he was gay, and that he was meeting this guy that beat the living daylights out yeah. of him with the hammer, because it's I mean it could, couldn't be that he was a victim. Now had it been, all, all you have to do is reverse these things. Had um, the guy who attacked Pelosi been a black man? Well, first of all, he never would have got a chance to hit him in the head with the hammer because the cop would have shot him. If, 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 instead of saying, put the hammer down, sir. No. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just shot him. And that would have been the end of the story. Man, man breaks into Pelosi's house. Cop shoots him. He deserved it. End of it. Yeah. So you know it's it's, but 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 with 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 Ty Ty Tyree, it's, I mean that is just so unfortunate. I mean that that is that is horrific. His mother was an incredible woman. Is an incredible woman. You know I think the thing that struck me was she says that not only did those cops disgrace themselves. But they disgrace their families, yeah. and this is true, you know. Because when black people, we're still not fully integrated into the society. So when anybody does things of of merit, like become a police officer to serve and protect, then the parents are proud. They brag about their son, the cop. Yeah, and so you got your son, the killer cop, now. Well, I um. I mean, we'll see where this takes us as a society. It was uh, really just one of the most depressing scenes. Everything about it. Yeah, uh, one, sure. And George Floyd, his last words was to call out for his mother. Right. And, uh, and, and Tyree Nichols was, was trying to get to his mother's home. And I guess he's, he believed that his, if his mother were there, the cops would not have continued to just to uh, pound away at him. And the mother could have protected him. I just... it it. Well, okay, this is a, a, a phenomenon among blacks is that b because so many black men are missing in, 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 in the uh, family, uh, nuclear family nowadays, that uh, the mother takes on even greater importance. If you know, if you'll notice with, with, with basketball, with jocks, as soon as they become successful, the thing they do is go buy their mothers a house. Uh, um, you 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 um you have situations where the mother is the most important thing there is you know because no father around or daddy you know when i when i was a kid i mean one of the things that my father was really like just geeked about was whenever i got in trouble i called for my father that's what I would do. I would call daddy. And so, and he said, most kids holler mama. And I, I would call for daddy. Um, you, you know, Monroe, I got to tell you, uh, you're getting into one of my favorite topics, which is moving away from politics. So she probably shouldn't go too far afield. But um, I am a mama's boy. I tell that. I admit it. Uh, I, I was fortunate. I had a mother and a father in the house when I was growing up. But I was a mama's boy, and they're mama's boys, and I yeah. I know them. I right. got a lot of friends. We we share this. Like the bond I had with my mother was very intense. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like no one loved me like my mother, and yeah. uh, 
And so I recognize it when I see it in others. And I recognize it when I saw Tyree Nichols, uh, George Floyd, a lot of people I know. They're like, you, you, you know, when you talk to them, you could tell. I go, oh, you're a mama's boy. I could tell yeah. you're a mama's boy. Yeah. They go, yeah, you're right. I'm a mama's boy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, so I, I, that moved me in so many ways. Um, oh, yeah. Now, I, I, now I, I understand that. I, I, I was a, a, a daddy's boy. <laughs> my, 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 my father was my everything. Yeah. But um, he was just an incredible man, you know, but um, he was an orphan. And this, I, mean, I, I may have told you that before, or not, but he was an orphan. And uh, so the only thing he wanted in his life was to have a family. And um, so he's, he's just an incredible man. Um, but but anyway, getting back to with the cops, these guys, the, apparently all what I've learned is that all almost every big city has uh, a geek, a, a, a hit squad like this, a cops, because of because we're in a, in a law and order cycle again. Yeah, citywide and, units, and they get yeah. the most aggressive cops. That's that's mm -hmm. what you. You know, it, it's like you want you want the the kick ass mean cops riding around looking for drug dealers and carjackers and the worst kind of criminals, but these guys they were not supervised hmm. or not properly supervised, and so they were rogue cops basically. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, totally out of control. And you're right, it's cyclical. So now they disbanded it. And you know what? Uh, about five years from now, they'll probably—you know what I'm saying? Right. They'll probably bring it back. Uh, well, you know, and the other thing is crime. Again, crime is not as bad today as it was in the '90s, the early '90s. Uh, in '92, uh, 939, yeah. uh, there were 939 shootings, yeah. murders, homicides. Uh, we're in six. We're in the six hundreds right now. Yeah. So that's a big uh, difference. And, and let me remind Chicagoans, nineteen ninety two. Who was the mayor of Chicago? Oh, your beloved Mayor Daly was the mayor of Chicago. <laughs> I didn't even hear anybody complaining to Mayor Daly murders. You know what I mean, Monroe? They never. Oh, Mayor Daly's. Don't you dare criticize Mayor Daly. He's doing everything he can. Oh, let me let me tell you. In researching this 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 opinion piece, yeah. one of the things I learned about that um, about back then was when Harold became mayor, we had one police uh, union at that time. When Harold became mayor, you got a lieutenant's union. And you got a sergeant's unit union, and what that does is it forces Harold to have to negotiate with three different uh, management teams. Yeah. And what they it gave them bargaining the police bargaining power, so that not only did they make sure they got paid more money, but the white men run running the union. Got um, negotiated so that they could decide where they patrolled, and so part of why we have this this gang problem, this 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 gang problem now, is because all the experienced white cops have given themselves cushy jobs 
and they're sending these young black and brown cops into these situations where they don't know anybody, they don't know how to police, they haven't learned that yet. And so that that, that would um so that that um heightens the crime problem that we have. Yeah. Uh all right, let's uh steer things from Chicago because we could talk about this for another half an hour, an hour uh or so. Uh and uh Let's go back to uh, one of our favorite topics. I just have to bring this up. You were the one who alerted to me to this. I was so obsessed with Chicago politics, and I've missed a few national stories that I usually be all over. But uh, my dear friend Monroe <laughs> steered me on the right track with this one. Uh, Stormy Daniels has uh, reemerged. Uh, and Mon- Monroe, this is so priceless. And I, oh, Stormy Daniels, of course, uh, is the former stripper uh, who had a. a one porn night affair. No, she, yeah, yeah, porn star. She's a porn, porn star. star. My bad. Okay, yeah. I, I humbly apologize. You, you right. Google her, you can see her perform. Yeah, no, and um, I remember she came uh to Chicago in the height of it all uh to perform. I think it was at the Admiral Theater. Anyway, neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, so Stormy Daniels uh, uh had what um, Jerry Butler would call a one night affair with uh. Donald Trump, although I'm not sure it was at night. Uh, anyway, uh, and there was a brief coupling. Uh, and he, uh, at some point, he was going to go public with it. Uh, and uh, Donald Trump had his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, uh, send her some hush money to shut her up so she wouldn't go public with it. The deal fell apart. She went with it public anyway. Uh, and Michael Cohen ended up getting in a lot of trouble for doing that. Donald Trump had always denied that he had the... Uh, the Michael Cohen went to prison for that. Went to prison for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was more than a lot of trouble. Word of warning, trouble. lawyers who take on Donnie Trump as their client. Just a word of warning. Uh, and so... Um, uh, anyway, so Donald Trump sent out, uh, I can't say a tweet because it's on his his platform. I don't even know what you call it. Uh, I don't want to. It's truth, it's I guess. It's truth and dare. <laughs> truth, truth or something, yeah. It's, it's so a, funny. It's <laughs> Donald, Maga, Donald Trump is making fun of you. The man is a notorious liar. He calls his social media thing tr- truth. Right. Okay, he is. If he tells the truth, it's just a mistake, you know, or it's a convenient at the moment thing he does. So in the truth, I guess it felt convenient to say, or maybe he forgot that he had originally denied it. Who knows that? Yeah, he had the affair with Stormy Daniels. At which point right, he, said, no, he said that was a long time. Ago. Yeah, a long time ago. But he, but he admitted that he did it originally. He, right. he didn't right. do it. Right. So it's like, what? you know, he lies when he's telling the truth. Right. <laughs> you know, he tells the truth. Uh, like I said, it's just because he had some other point. Yeah, to make. They had paper. I mean, his. His problem is that he wrote the first three checks to her personally. So they, the evidence is there. All yeah. you have to do is pick it up, give yeah. it to, to the jury, and let them send him to jail. Oh, God, what a liar he is. What a freaking liar, yeah. And so Stormy did a little trash talking right back at him. Uh, in uh, she, had a, she issued a statement. Because uh, if you recall... When he did, it was a classic Donald Trump uh, denial. He said uh, he denigrates the attractiveness of the woman who's accusing him of rape or what have you uh, by saying, oh, she's ugly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. He called Stormy Daniels a horse face. Why would I? I mean, yeah, I'd have affairs, but not with her. And uh, he tried, he tried a similar thing with E. Jean Carroll. Right, Uh, right, right. 
And these dummies and Maga funny with E. Jean Carroll. Last week, I, you may have missed this, but a, a picture ran of her back then where she looked just like his second wife. Yeah, he couldn't tell them apart. He couldn't tell them apart. Right. And, and, and he, he thought <laughs> E. Jean Carroll was his, his first, or I can't remember which wife he thought it was. Yeah, the uh, then he got her name wrong. The, the middle I think, one. I think yeah, he's yeah. going around the deep end, by the way, Monroe. I think he they always accused Biden of that. I think yeah, Trump. Right. No, no, he is going, he is going down the deep end. He yeah, no, he has he he has problems for yeah. sure. So MAGA, you know, they dedicated five political years of their life to Donald Trump at least. And now they want to separate from him. Uh, but they want to pretend he did nothing wrong. It's just that it's politically, you know, he's uh, his time has passed. But they don't want to ever acknowledge that uh, they got in bed with a freaking liar, a rapist, you know, a bully. Uh, and um, they just want to pretend it didn't exist. The, the amount of lying that MAGA has uh, abided by, Monroe, uh, is truly <laughs> a staggering thing to see. And I say this as a guy from Chicago who's sort of used to politicians not telling the truth, you know, but yeah. Yeah. So the stormy Daniels thing, uh, reemerged and now he could be in trouble in New York on that, uh, because they may be filing criminal charges, uh, and, and Trump and his, uh, truth said the statute of limitation has expired. And Michael Cohen pointed out, no, it hasn't. Right. <laughs> Cohen mad at him. Cohen's like issuing statements. Well, no, Cohen is on a crusade. To make sure he goes to jail because Donald Trump goes to jail. Yeah. yeah, Donald Trump. And you know, and Trump could have avoided all this had he just given Cohen's some White House position when he became president. He could have made him head of the janitorial staff. And Michael Cohen would have been happy. But he didn't. And then he when this whole scandal came up. Cohen went to jail for doing Trump's dirty work. He was he was just a middleman. They were paid because they because they couldn't use the campaign funds to pay her off because that would have been illegal. What they did was they they gave the money to Cohen, who gave it to her. Yeah, and when Cohen uh, was facing his prison time, I remember this. He gave a warning, and I'm paraphrasing from memory, but he gave a warning uh, that said nothing good will happen to anybody who gets in bed with Donald Trump, particularly yeah. any lawyer who gets in bed with Donald Trump. Nothing yeah. good will come of it. I'm warning you. Take it from me. And he admitted like he, he fell in love with the, the, the cult of Trump and, and, and they felt like he liberated because he was broke, breaking from it. That leads me to this one story that uh, emerged a couple days ago, I think it was. Uh, Donald Trump uh, is suing Bob Woodward, the Washington Post uh, journalist, uh, claiming that Woodward doesn't have the rights to do an audiobook featuring the tapes, the recordings of his interviews with Donald Trump. Uh, and I read this thing and I laughed because once again, <laughs> Donald Trump found some lawyer. He found some freaking lawyer willing to go to court and put his or her reputation on the line as representing Donald Trump. And Monroe, I this just this is the one that it just always gets me, because the Do, Trump's known for filing frivolous law school suits that are intended to intimidate uh, 
his political opponents or his enemies, et cetera, and so forth. He did that against Hillary Clinton. And that case uh, was eventually uh, thrown out of court. And uh, eventually one of the, uh, the the people that Trump had sued claimed uh, countersued and won like almost a million dollars judgment that Trump and Trump's lawyer uh, are going to have to pay. Trump immediately said, well, you got to go get the money from my lawyer. I had nothing to do with it. And I'm like, in the aftermath of that, you would think there wouldn't be a lawyer in the land willing to take on another case by Donald Trump, uh, a frivolous lawsuit case. But here we go. There's not a good lawyer in the land. <laughs> there are lots of, of bad lawyers that are willing to do this. So how do you think this Bob Woodward case is going to end up, Monroe? Oh, Trump's going to lose it because and, and unless they had an, an, an agreement written down that you only can use this in print. Yeah. He, he interviewed Trump 20 times for this book. Trump would call him. <laughs> We would be sitting around doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I say, um, the president is on the phone. He wants to talk to you. <laughs> Tell you some more lies. You know? Yeah. Oh, those tapes are pretty something else. Woodward uh, sucking up to Trump. Tell him, this is what you have to do about COVID, Mr. President. <laughs> like Trump's a serious president. You know what I mean? Like the, the, Trump really cares about COVID. Uh, yeah, no, those, uh, those Trump's, uh, those tapes are very revealing, not, a, not only of Trump, but of, uh, of, Bob, of Bob Woodward. So yeah, I think you're right. I think that, uh, that lawsuit is going nowhere, but it didn't stop Trump from filing it. It didn't stop, um, some lawyer for saying, oh, what the heck? A little publicity. Uh, I'll be Trump's, uh, lawyer in this one. All right, Monroe, uh, the gamesmanship is beginning in Washington, uh, on the matter of, uh, lifting, uh, the debt ceiling. Arthur says he's going to be negotiating uh, with Joe Biden in good faith. I have no confidence whatsoever uh, that Kevin McCarthy uh, will negotiate in good faith, largely because I do not believe Kevin McCarthy's in a position uh, to make his word count. So if he cuts a deal with Joe Biden uh, on some kind of budget cuts to, in order to justify, uh, give the Republicans the cover they think they need, uh, to vote to lift the, the debt ceiling. I don't believe he can have the votes uh, in uh, his caucus to get it done. So I think ultimately Kevin McCarthy is going to be proved to be pretty worthless uh, in these negotiations. Your thoughts about all that? My thoughts is that when it's all said and done, the Republicans are going to lose out on this. They're going to get the blame. And, and they will blink before... It, uh, be, be, before it goes to the final step, although they do have some kamikazes among the groups, but the donors and the Republicans, it, it, this would hurt them. And, and um, greed is good, and so they want to keep everything on the good side. So it's 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 uh, McCarthy's just he, he I, I, everything he's gonna get, he's gonna deserve. Like with Santos, same thing. Oh my God! Thinking of liars in the Democratic Party. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, and uh, well, do you think McCarthy will ultimately uh, scuttle the hard uh, ball? members of the House Freedom Caucus and just cut a deal with Democrats? Uh, do you think he'll go that route? I think he, he I think he's going to try. Yeah. I th I think I think he'll go that route but the, the problem if if he can get enough of his um, his the other Republicans in the House. He ne he needs at least a handful. Yeah. He can't go it alone, alone. Yeah. But you, because you only have a handful of right-wing nuts that are, are are dictating all this madness with the uh, MAGA crowd now. Well, there there uh, was a, a story in today's New York Times in the business page uh, that talked about uh, – the reality of the situation uh, and the the debt ceiling, the debt limit right now, uh, $31.4 trillion, which is mind blowing. <laughs> 30, I can't even imagine $31.4 trillion, uh, Monroe. Uh, and uh, pretty much any uh, legitimate accountant will tell you that you can't significantly cut uh, America's uh, spending um, unless you go after the military or you cut Medicare, uh, or you cut uh, Social Security. Right. Uh, and Medicare and Social Security, we're already paying into, so I don't, that should that should be off the table anyway. Uh, politically, even suggesting it uh, is the kith, kiss of death for Republicans. So I don't see how many Republicans, that's except for the real cases, would, that, would go there. So I don't know what they're going to cut, Monroe, is what I'm saying. But this is ridiculous. And my computer, I'm worried about it. It's, it's not charging. Oh. So I'm, it may crash. I'm trying to fix it. But any, anyway, this is the problem. Is This fight is over money that's been spent. Yeah. Committed. You know, this 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 is sort of like uh, if, if you, uh, you you buy a new car and you, and you charge it on your credit card, you, you're able to charge it. Well, let's say a big screen TV. Uh, uh, you charge it on your credit card. And then when the, the bill comes due, you, you say, well, let's negotiate this. <laughs> I think your TVs have dropped some. The price of TVs has dropped some. So we, we need to look at this some more. Yeah. All right. I'm going to let, let you go. We're out of time anyway. And you got to fix your computer. Uh, and we'll, we'll be talking about this for the next uh, few months anyway. Nothing's going to change in this one. They're not going to suddenly find uh, places to cut uh, the budget overnight. That's for sure. So thank you very much, Monroe Anderson. Also want to thank producer Chris for doing a great job his first day, uh, taking over for Dennis, who's moved on with his life and doing great things for himself. So producer Chris, give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody. And remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more at chicagoreader.com or wherever else you download your favorite podcasts.